0: Our Navajo Nation needs Jesus. Our school needs Jesus. Why? Why take prayer out of school? Prayer should be in school. It should be allowed. You know? Why tell children that they can't carry a Bible on the school campuses? You know, public schools. Why tell them that? It should be allowed. There's one thing I don't understand. And um, my, my, my youngest child, Alexandria, when she was in school, she signed up for um, Navajo language. Okay, Navajo language. So that class is supposed to teach you how to read, how to write in Navajo. Instead, they go way beyond that, and then they start talking about culture, they start talking about traditional ways of life, and they start bringing out all that other stuff that doesn't pertain to learning how to read and write in Navajo. I thought, you know, that doesn't make sense. And, and, you know, these things are, are happening. We need Jesus. The church, the, the, the schools need Jesus. Let's start right here. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew um, 19. And look at verse uh, 17. <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this pretty fast here and quick. Because we have a, a special for you. Uh, 1917. So here I'm going to read tonight. I'm going to read from the CEV. So the, what I'm reading right here says, Jesus said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? Only God is good. You agree with that? If you want to have eternal life, who wants to have eternal life? I do. Mm -hmm. Look, you must obey His commandments. Obey His commandments. Rico passed those papers out. You must obey His... What? Commandments. 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 Now, what's the greatest commandment that we are told in the Bible? Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Right? So with all your being. Love the Lord God. Mm -hmm. Who loves God? I love God. Do you tell him that? Does he know that? Praise the Lord, yes. And the only way that he's going to know that is you spending time with him in his word. And then when you do that, you begin to obey his word. Now, well, what is what's the second, the second greatest commandment? What is the second greatest commandment? Nope. Nope. The second greatest commandment. <laughs> yeah, love one another. Love one another. Love your neighbor just as you love yourself. Right? It doesn't matter who they are, right? Even your enemies, love them. Those that hate you, love them. Those that dislike you, love them. Those that talk behind your back, love them. It's that easy. Right? Yeah. Amen. And it can be. Because God says that my commandments that, I, that you obey are not hard. They're easy. It's Who makes it hard? We do. We do. Yeah, we do. We're, we're the ones that make it hard. Now, <clears throat> so right here. Look at that. If you want to have eternal life... You must obey His commandments. Now, I gave you some papers. So we've been talking about this these past two weeks, and then now we're on the third week here. The commandments, and we've been talking about the the Ten Commandments. So now you have it right there before you. You shall have no other gods before you, or before God, before Him, and right there, those are the scriptures. You shall, make, you shall not make idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Against your neighbor, you shall not covet all these right here. Now, the, the second part of here is for you to look up these scriptures, these are in the New Testament, also. And if you look through all of this, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go through all of it, but you know, I want you to take that and, and use it as a, as a guide and as a study. And, and that that will line up with the with the old um, with the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. Now, real quick here, let's go to um, James, James, chapter two, verse eight. You will do all right if you obey the most important law in the Scriptures. It is the law that commands us to love others as much as we love ourselves. If you obey the most important law. So actually, the the New King James If you were to look at the New King James, maybe some of you have it. If you really fulfill the royal law. So right here, James calls the law royal. Royal law. So this royal law, it is the law of the kingdom of God. Remember last week I asked you, Because in in scripture, there's a there's a scripture that says, seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. Right? Seek first the kingdom of God. We're gonna go, we're gonna study that a little bit more later. Okay? What is the kingdom of God? If God tells us to seek the kingdom of God. What are you seeking? What does he mean by seek the kingdom of God? Okay, his word.
1: Actively spend time
0: with God. Okay, actively spending time with God. Good, very good. All your answers are, are really, really good. Go to, go to Revelation 19. Revelation 19. Jesus is coming back, right? Yes. He's coming soon, right? I mean, it, it could be during our time here in this world, or after, but He's coming. That, that's a fact, He's coming. But so right here in Revelation nineteen sixteen, look. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written. What is written? King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus Christ is going to return as who? Yeah, King of kings. Lord of lords. <clears throat> This this king of kings and this lord of lords is the king, is the lord of that kingdom that we are to be seeking. See, He's the king. He's the lord of this kingdom that we are to be seeking. Seek. First, the kingdom of God. See, we are to be seeking that kingdom. That kingdom. The kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. See, all these things that, that, that we see taking place around us, and then things that are happening, this world has really turned upside down. But God is still on the throne. Amen. God is still in control. Yes, thank you Jesus. God still loves every single person in this world. Yes. Because John 3.16 is still true. Yes. For God so loved the world yes. that He gave His one and only Son That whoever believes in Him shall not die, right? But have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Seek first the kingdom of God. When you obey His commandments, when you do as what God tells you to do according to His word, You have all the promises of God. Spiritual blessings, physical blessings. And not only that, but we're going to be alive and we're going to reign with Him forever and ever and ever. We're not going to go through the tribulation. I don't want to go through the tribulation. Do you? Now, let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back to James. James, we're gonna do a lot of skipping around here. Let's go to James, um, chapter one, and look at. Let's start with verse uh, twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. Twenty-three. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, how many of you hear the word? Amen. Okay. And not a doer. He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. 24. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Yeah, James, chapter one, verse uh, twenty-three. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I just read uh, twenty-four.
1: I'm
0: sorry. Okay. Chapter two. All right. So go back. Go back one chapter. Now look at look at verse uh, twenty-five. But he who looks into the perfect. What does yours say? Law, Law of liberty. Liberty means what? Freedom. Freedom. Uh And continues in it. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So what, what he's telling us here is that It's just like looking in the mirror. How many of you looked in the mirror? Okay. When's the last time you looked in the Mm -hmm. mirror? Right, this morning. Okay. Do you remember what you looked like? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Do you still look the same as you looked in the mirror this morning? Okay. See, it's the same way. We look into God's Word. And in God's Word, He reveals to us what we are to do, how we are to live, and to obey His commandments. We can't just look in it for a time being and a moment and then turn the other way and then do something that He just told us not to do. That's not how it works. So look at all these commandments we just read, um, the, the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods before me, See. In other words, don't put anybody before God and worship that whatever. Worship God. Worship God. I, I always say, I always hear a lot of people say this. Family is important. Family is very important. Yes, it is. But be careful because what they're starting to do is they're starting to worship the family and put God second. Okay. We need to put God first. Put God first. And when you put God first, He blesses your family, He blesses you, and it just continues to go down. You know, your work, your job, all of these things. But, but then we, we forget about that. We forget about it. number two you shall make you shall not make idols, you shall not make idols, all these things. now psalms one one actually, before we we go there, let's go to one John, let's look at John John uh, chapter eight. Who loves God? Amen. 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 Who loves God? Amen. Amen. There you go. That's the response I'm looking for. Okay? Good job. Who trusts in God? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Look at John chapter 8. Okay, look at verse uh, 31. 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed Him, If you abide in My word, You are my disciples indeed. And then look at what thirty two says. And you shall know the truth. What is the truth? The The word. Right? The word of God. Right here, look. That paper you have. Is that the truth? Yes. Yeah, because it's the word of God. It's God speaking. You shall not make idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Honor your father, your mother. You shall not murder. We talked about last, last week, murder. It's not just necessarily killing somebody. Yeah, that's part of it. But also, it's, it's that what's in the heart when someone gets you upset, when someone gets you angry. You're like, oh, I just want to... Okay? Okay? Hopefully, none of us are like that. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what? Free. 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 The truth shall make you free. I want to be free. I want to be free. Do you want to be free? Yeah. Because, look, if you don't obey, Obey the commandments of the Lord your God. You know what? You're a slave. You're a slave. You're a slave to what? To sin. Yeah, disobedience. Anything that God tells you, if you're disobedient to His Word, to God, it's a sin. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a sin. Look at 33. They answered him. We are Abraham's descendant and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? 34. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Wow. And then 35. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I am free because of Jesus, because Jesus died on the cross, because Jesus took my place on the cross, because the blood was shed for me. See? I thank God so much for that. Years, years ago, years ago, all the bad things I've done alcohol, gambling, smoking, all these things disobedient to my parents, to my mother, not listening, disobedient to my wife, not listening. Running away, doing my own thing, all these things. Arguments, fighting, you know, with words, and just, it was horrible. It was awful. Slave to sin. And I couldn't be happy. I couldn't find peace. I couldn't live with myself. There's times I couldn't sleep at night because of all these things guilt, guilt. Guilt, guilt. How am I going to change? How am I going to fix that? Until one day, when God cornered me into the, into a wall that I could not go through or climb up or anything, and I said, "All right, I surrender. I give up." And turn my life around, and then look today, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I am a new creation. All things have passed away. Yes. All things have become new. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Second Timothy 3, 15. You guys can read that later, but go ahead and write that down. Uh, 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 15. Now, real quick, okay, let's go, look at, um, <clears throat> let's finish this off real quick, and then um, Sharon and I have a, a, a little message for you. Um, you know, we went through Revelation, right? You heard about the tribulation. You heard about the judgments of God. You heard about the, the wrath that's coming. You heard about what's happening today in America you know where we, where we stand today, where all of, where, where we've come from, the descendants of Abraham, and then through Abraham's uh, children, his children and his children. okay? We know where America is coming from. And, and, and somewhere along the way have, have turned our backs on God. Um, So so if you look at here, we we stopped right here last week. We stopped at, you shall not murder. Okay, the next one is this, you shall not commit adultery. Adultery. Okay? And when God talks about adultery, he is pretty, pretty strict about it. Go to Matthew. Matthew... Chapter 5, and look at verse 27. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Wow. It's just unbelievable today, you know, by by your eyes, you can commit sin. Looking, and then through your heart, lusting after something that's not right, that God does not want you to do. Look at verse 29. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you to, for you that one of your members. members perish than for your whole body. Look at that, than for your whole body to be cast into hell. hell. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in Revelation. Judgment is gonna come. Judgment is gonna happen. As Christians, as believers, we're gonna we're gonna come before God. And he's going to judge us according as a believer. But those that don't believe, those that are still living in sin, are going to face God, and they're going to be judged. And if, they're, you know, if they don't receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior right now, today, and start to change, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. There's nothing that that person can do. You know, it's too late. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. It is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. 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 Was created for who? Satan, Satan. Satan. not for us, no. not for children of God, not for God's creation. No, it was created for Satan. Mm-hmm. But the Bible tells us that Satan is roaming right now, back and forth, to see who he may devour. He wants you to. He wants you to quit. He wants you to give up. He wants you to say, "You know what? I, I give up, I quit. Amen. No, keep going, keep going. Because we read that and in, in, in also in revelation that if we keep going and we never give up, when we get to heaven, when we get before God and he judges us, you know what? He's going to give us he's going to give you your reward. There's a reward for not giving up. There's a reward for not giving up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Back to um, right here. That this this commandment, adultery. <laughs> First Corinthians, chapter six, verse thirteen. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Uh, First Corinthians, chapter six. Verse uh, 13. Actually, let's go there. Who's glad to be a child of God?
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Praise God. Praise the Lord. Okay. You also say, food is meant for our bodies, and our bodies are meant for food. But I tell you that God will destroy them both. We are not supposed to do indecent things with our bodies. We are to use them for the Lord who is in charge of our bodies. Amen. Praise God. God wants our bodies. And He wants our bodies to be pure. To be pure. Genesis 39, chapter 6, verse 20. You can write that down. Read that later. That's about Joseph. Remember Joseph? He fled. He ran away. Uh, chapter 39, verse 6 through 20. He ran away. When did he, he ran away when what was happening? The was to yeah, there was a lady trying to seduce him. Genesis? Genesis 39, verse 6 through 20. And then what did Joseph do? He ran. Yeah, he ran away. What can we learn from that? Run. Run. Yeah, run. 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 And uh, you guys are still in... uh, 1 Corinthians, right? Chapter 6? Okay. Let's actually, let's go, let's go back a little bit here. Go to verse 9. First Corinthians. Chapter 6. Verse 9, verse nine through 10. Okay, I, I have the CEV here. Okay, who has a different... Um, Version. Mine is King James Version. Okay, what does yours say? Verse ten. Yeah. It says, Know ye
1: not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor... Nor adulterers, nor... What's that? Infimin- mm-hmm. Infiminate? nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners
0: shall inherit the kingdom of God." Seek first the kingdom of God. Now look, what she just read, I have the, C, the CEV. Verse 9 says, Don't you know That evil people won't have a share in the blessings of God's kingdom. And then he goes on to list certain things here. Those things that he lists here, do we find it here? Yeah? yeah. We find it here, huh? Okay? Idols, unfaithful in marriage, adultery, all these things. We find it here. And then verse 10 says, While share in God's kingdom, neither while any thief or greedy person or drunkard or anyone who curses and cheats others. So a lot of that listed there will not inherit the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus is king in that kingdom. Lord in that kingdom. We want to be with Jesus. We want to be with God. But we have to obey him. We have to to follow his commands. We have to be obedient to him. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank God that he sent Jesus for us died on the cross so that we can be forgiven. Praise the Lord. Amen. You, Jesus. you are forgiven. Yes. You are forgiven Amen. by the blood of Jesus, yes. by the blood that was shed for you and for me. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we just repent, Father Lord, of our sins. Father God, if, we, if there's anything that we've done wrong in, in your eyes, Lord God, Father, we just ask for forgiveness, Lord God. Lord God, we ask you for help, Lord God, by your Spirit, Lord God, by the Holy Spirit to help us that we may know, that we may understand, that we may follow your commandments, Lord God, so that we can inherit the kingdom of God, so that we can be with you forever and ever, Lord God. Help us, Lord God. Help our country, Lord God. Help our Navajo Nation, Lord God. Father Lord, help our communities, Father God. Father Lord, those that are in leadership, Lord God, touch their hearts, Lord God, that they will want to know you more, that they will seek you, Father God. And as they do that, Father Lord, that they will lead with wisdom and understanding, Father God. Oh, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray, Father, for this world, Lord God, this world that you have created, Father God. Father, we just, we just love you. We honor you, Father Lord. We honor you with our, with our life, Lord God. We honor you with our bodies, Lord God. Everything that we do, Father Lord, everything that we put our hands to, Father God, it's all for your honor, all for your glory. Father, we just thank you, Father Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father, Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Sharon, come up here. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says that all have sinned. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says that for the wages of sin is death. But in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, and then verse 14, there's going to be a reward for our actions. And then in verse 14, it actually says, Bless are those who do His commandments. And then we just read in uh, James earlier, okay? Be doers of the Word, Right? Be doers of the word. So we got something here that we're going to share with you these last few minutes. Okay? And we want you to know. We want you to know that God is real. He's real. He is real. You know? The word of God says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. Lives inside of you. Praise God. God is real. Don't be frustrated with what's happening, with what's going on. If things if things happen, trust God. Keep looking up. Keep looking up. But I'll go ahead and have her have her start. Go ahead. Good evening.
2: Praise God. Amen. Well, just want to share something with you, a scripture. I never thought that God would, I never thought God would would place me here at this church. And I just want to thank him so much, what he has done in my life. And just for those, you know, I shared this with you, with you folks before and this was like way while back when, Pastor and, when uh, Pastor and Loretta were here. And I just want to, thought I'd share this with Heather and you now also. So this scripture here, I'm going to start off with this scripture here, is in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5 and I'm reading out of the NIV. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. So I just want to say that, you know, God knows each and every one of us. He knows our our life and he has a plan for us. Yes. Some of us, some of us, we may not understand, you know, where he's placing us, but we need to trust God. We need to trust him. So the scripture here, what i what I just read here is that God knew my life, and I'm just going to share this with you all. Um, okay, I grew up in a home that my my family, we were raised in a traditional, very traditional Navajo culture. I've been to ceremonies, squad dance, uh, peyote, you know, I've been to all of that. I've been to a medicine man that my parents took me to straighten out my life, and I thought that was I thought that was a that was a way to live a life, you know, to know that um, all these things that they put in front of us that it was it was good. But it wasn't. So that's how I grew up. And when I was in high school, maybe when I was at age 16 or 17 years old, before I had my first daughter. And I remember this dream so clearly. And this dream I had, I was in, back in my room, in my house, my mom's house. And I dreamed, I thought it was, um, well, I was in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, I heard a really big storm Everything just got dark. It was just so, you know, I could hear really big, loud thunder, lightning. You know, it was just flashing from all four directions. And I got so scared. I was so frightened. And I went underneath a kitchen table. And when that lightning would strike, it would really lighten up my whole house. It, will, it would just be so bright that you can't. Open your eyes. That's how bright it was. So I got up from the kitchen, underneath from the table, and I ran into my back room. And I looked on my west side of my uh, my room. I looked out the back window, and I seen an ocean wave. And it was just really just um. crashing. Just It was really bad. And I could see people in it. I, I saw people, they were crying. They were, I, could, I couldn't really hear the people crying for help. And that's what scared me. I heard screaming and, and I had tears and I just see, I see so many people drowning in the ocean and I didn't know what to do. I, I was so scared. And then i went to the east i went to another room and went. i looked down the east side on the east side here in my room i looked out the window and then all of a sudden the clouds started to open up and it started to look you know the sun was starting to come out and the waves started to calm down and i seen a far distance i seen something coming towards me I didn't know what it was, but I kept looking and I was like, what is that? At the same time, I was crying. I said, what is that? And it was coming closer, closer. As I got closer, it was a a stump. It was a big tree stump and it was shaped as a a cross. I looked at it. It it was the the, the sea, the the water was just so calm. It was floating right towards me and it was a shape as a cross. I looked up, but I couldn't see who was standing right before me. All I seen was a hand reach out to me. I seen his hand. I just seen the hand part. He grabbed, and right before I touched his hand, he said, follow me. That's all I heard. You are saved. That's all I heard a voice it was so gentle. And right there, I woke up and I was laying on my bed and I, I was looking at the ceiling. I had tears growing both sides of my face. I said, how am I going to know the Lord? And my parents are, they don't believe in God. They don't believe in Jesus. I said, How am I going to go to church? How am I going to convince them to take me to church? And I was, I was saying that to myself. And I was as I was looking up the ceiling. And I was just from there. You know, God knew. But I just didn't know how, how am I going to come to church? How am I going to get to a church and start going? You know, how am I gonna get my parents to get me to the church? They don't believe in going to church because my dad used to always say, Church is for white people. And he, that's what he used to always tell me, church is for white people only. Ours is in Navajo. This is where we came from. This is our colored skin. We were we were we were, you know, in the old days, you know, they had so many stories of how we became brown and and my dad used to tell me that we're mud, we're, 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 mud people, you know, just like, my page used to always say about planning we're not muddy people, but anyways, yeah, that's, um, that's how I was raised, you know, but to this day, I am so grateful and I just thank God, he knows, he knew me. Yes. To this day, I'm here serving God. And Amen. according to his will, his purpose for me, I just thank God that I'm alive today. Yeah. Because of him, he saved me. Yeah. And that dream, it was not just a, a blurred vision dream, it was an H D. You I could see see the dream so clearly, and I just knew that was God. I knew he it was him the whole time, and I explained to Pedro, I said, I was telling him when we had breakfast that one morning, and it just, its really, really amazing that you know God had confirmed it to me, and you know He put me and Pager together. Now we're doing you know what God has called us to do. Amen. So God is real, you know. He he, he speaks to you through his, uh, his his dream—the dream that I had. He that's how He spoke through me. So
0: I'm just, I just praise God, and I love Him so much for Him saving my life. So what she just explained to you, she never told me until one day, because during this whole time we were together, we we weren't we weren't married. We we lived together for probably seven years. Remember last week, I told you on Wednesday was our anniversary? So we've been together now, married, for 16 years, but we've actually been together for 24 years. So that's 8 years that we've been living together, not, not married. And what we've been talking about, you know, God, His commandments of, of, to be obedient, and even though we, we live in disobedience to God because of Jesus we have been forgiven and he gave us a new life and today we are living under the blessings of God remember Deuteronomy 28 it talks about all the blessings that's mine when you begin to read Deuteronomy 28 those blessings claim it claim it you know, and then after that, if you're disobedient, it talks about all the curses, right. but claim the blessings. Make yes. things right. Yes. Yeah. And um, so so when we were first together, I began to go to this Men of Iron Conference in, in Glorietta. And the first year I went, and then it, it was so good, and the next year I said, oh, I'm going to go back. So the, the second year when I went, I had my phone. And, and here, I, I guess all this time I didn't know, I dropped my phone in my, my truck. I left my truck right here and then I, I, I jumped in the van and we went out there. And, and I, I didn't know I dropped, I got out there, I couldn't find my phone. And, but I was just so focused on going to that Men of Iron conference. I guess she was trying to call me the whole time. She didn't, she didn't, couldn't get a hold of me. But when I came back I called her and, Said, I've been trying to call you, I've been trying to get a hold of you, and this and that. Because the first year that I went, the first year that I went, that was the first time that we kind of, we, we separated. And then she was trying to call, she was calling me all that time, what are you doing, what? all this. And So I think the second year, God said, no, you need to just go and not be distracted and leave all that behind. Loretta, That's my...
2: Loretta
0: found this phone. <laughs> oh yeah, she found my phone, I left right there by the truck. And then um, we came back. And then the third year I went. And uh, when I went, um, I left my company truck at work. And and then I um, go ahead, go go back. I left my company truck at work. And and then um, and then I came back. And I went back to work on. on I had to go to work on Sunday. We came back Saturday, but I couldn't be here Sunday just so I could go out there. So so I went to work on Sunday. When I went to work on Sunday, and my company truck was there, so I went to go to my company truck, and then I looked in the back of the, in the bed, in the bed of the truck, and here I found this, this object back there. I didn't put it there. I don't know who put it there. Well, I know who put it there, but I didn't, I didn't put it there. It wasn't, it wasn't there. And, and when I looked in the back of my truck, this is, this is what I found back there we got it covered so we're going to unveil it this is in the back of my truck
2: that was the dream that was coming towards me it was a a, a stump like a wood shaped as a cross so this is the confirmation that God had gave us
0: yeah th- this was in the back of, of my truck and I I brought I just I thought wow and I grabbed it and I picked it up, brought it home. I brought it home, I said, look Sharon, look what I got. It was in the back of my truck. And then right there, that's when she told me her, her, her dream that she had. But before that whole time, she never told me. She never told me until I brought this home and then I think that that's when she said, you know what? And let me tell you something. And that's when she told me what she, what she experienced in her dream. So this is a confirmation from God For the both of us, what she just read here in in Jeremiah, you know, God knows every single one of you has a purpose for every single one of you. You know, and, and we just need to come to God. Amen. And if there's anything in your life that's, you know, you're going through some tough times, look to God. Amen. God. God will get you through. Yes. If there's things happening with your family, maybe you have family that, you know, like we heard Arlene, her sisters, God is going to pull you through. God yes. is going yes. to uh, get you through. And then, Lisa, God is going to get you through. God is going to provide for you. Because of that's your right. obedience, yes. God is yes. going to give you blessings. Yes, that's right. And you're, you're just going to say, you know, what am I going to do with all this? Because God says pressed down, shaken together, yes. running over, shall be poured into your lap. Yes, that's right. And for with the same measure that you use, it will be yes. given back to you. So because of your faithfulness, because of your obedience, God is going to measure all that, and He's going to give it back to you more, overflowing. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Praise Amen. the Lord. That's right.
2: You just need to be patient. Be patient. You know, God will God will He He's he, he will give you the best. Yes,
1: that's He right. will give you
2: the best. Yes. And yeah. like I said, you know, sometimes we may not understand, you know, when things come at us, but we just need to trust God and yes. know that God will always make a way. Amen. He will always make a way. So praise God. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. So yes, God confirmed this to us. And, um, you know, we keep it in our home. And every time we always look look at it and say, "Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus." Amen. Yes. You know when 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 when, a, when we were struggling with our finances, we would, we would just say, "Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus." You know, even that part of this um, that the commandments that that we talked about, I didn't go through the whole thing. I stopped right there. But if you were to keep reading it, look 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 at some of them. You shall not steal. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. What is 10% of your income? Where does that go? Back to the church. There's yeah, goes to, it's your tithing. Mm-hmm. tithing and then, and then yeah, it, the, the, the tithing, the 10% of your income belongs to God. Mm-hmm. And it's holy to Him. Yes. Why would you steal that from God? That's right, amen. It belongs to Him. When you begin to trust God, you begin to give, and you begin to give your tithing, your 10%, the windows of heaven are open. Yes. It, it is amazing. In Malachi, he says, let me prove it to you. He goes, if you want to test me, test me. I'll prove it to you. That's yes, the only that's right. scripture in the Bible... Where God says, "Test me," and let me prove it to you. It's amazing that it's about it's about finances. It's about money, you know. So, right here, you shall not steal, and then also you shall not bear false witness. You know, against your neighbor, you shall not do that. And and the last one is, you shall not covet. Covet means to 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 look at other things and say, "Oh, I wish I want I want that." You know that I want all of that. No. And, and remember one time I said, uh, it's not in the Bible where it says that don't gamble or don't go to a casino. It's not, it's not written in the Bible. But what does it cause? It causes covetousness. Because when we look at others, either winning or we look at others, you know, Doing, you know, they're, they're, we, we say, oh, well, I, I want, I want, to be like that. You know, I want to win just like that. It causes that covetousness. That's why, you know, we need to honor God and obey His commandments. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Yes. Yes. And, yes. And we are in a time now. We are, we are where we're at the end. Yes. We are at the end. Jesus is coming yes. and He's coming yes. soon. Don't let that trumpet sound. Yes. When you when you're out of out of alignment with His Word, right. don't let that trumpet sound when you're out of alignment with His Word. Um, are
1: you gonna be here once
0: day? Um, next week? Oh, uh, no, I won't be here. Um, well, I, I might a, be. I don't know. We'll I see. I need a, a prayer for my son and his wife. They're going
1: to Tennessee. And uh um, Sharon, who knows she's found the other day or yesterday. We're going over there or not? So she told me other things, so I I need a prayer for them. So they can come back and then wouldn't show up again. They're not clear out now. And then not only that, um prayer meeting, I miss prayer meeting, Shada is still and um <coughs> The doctor told me that I can't make it throughout the summer because of what's going on inside of me, in my heart. I said, no. And when the doctor said that, right there, I told him, I said, Satan, you're not running my life this evening. Don't you see that's when I'm going. I said, it might be today, tomorrow, but I leave it up to the Lord, I said. So, when I came out of the hospital, they made my blood. I said, I want some doubt that you Hospital not for me. So, I I prayed and I just said, Lord, everything's in your hand. If you're going to take me, take me. But, Father, I'm in your hand. In the Lord, i I believe you with all my heart. not My son died and came back alive, that's not what she said. And now he has two boys and his wife. So I said W O G the and I don't I And here, um and then two days later I got a letter from the hospital. May you don't have to worry about your intestine. Everything is fine. Said Amen. Uh, God, and uh, we don't understand this. No letter on the one says so. I wish it all maybe hard. I was all happy about it. But uh, I'm not afraid when the Lord's going to take me to the snow. So my kids said, "Don't drive if snow." So all I told is, uh, "Pedro." If you have time just help me pray about it but I didn't bring it over here for meeting, meeting. I said Lord everything is in your hand me, go if you have time you can give me In and that's all I said and I trust him and uh patient and then you get aid and on so that's what happened so i am healthy Amen. the heart me I don't I don't live out any kidneys. So I praise God for that. So I want to pray for my son and his wife that